Hey everybody, what's going on? This is Alex from Critically Stupid. I know you're used to hearing my voice in the middle of the episode, but today you get a double dose of it and you're hearing me at the beginning. Hi, um, I just wanted to uh, apologize in advance. There was an issue with transcribing this episode. Uh, normally we like to do gallery view in Zoom so you can see all of our <clears throat> uh, reactions, but um, there was a there was a uh, transcribing issues. So it's it, the, the episode today is in speaker only mode. Um, I apologize for the inconvenience. If you'd like to go to our Spotify or uh, Apple podcast page and just listen to us, uh, I totally understand it. I apologize in advance. This is not the format in which I like to record our episodes or, or display it for you guys to listen to or watch. So uh, yeah, I'm sorry in advance. Um, and I love you still always. And you take it squeezy. All right. Enjoy the show. Bye. Previously on Critically Stupid. Hello and welcome to Critically Stupid, one of the Dungeons and Dragons podcasts of all time. Uh, my name is Gareth, and I'm here back with another recap, just in case you've been diagnosed with a recent case of amnesia. Um, now, last week was quite the romp, actually. Uh, we were closing up shop at, at Troll Skull when... Uh, a uh, strange-looking fellow, the same one who gave me that weird crumpled note in that church earlier. His name was Tyrell O'Larson, and he gave us all a handwritten invitation to what I was told, the Opera House. Now, we dutifully ignored this invitation. We sent our lobster friend to scope it out for us, though. And... We headed down to the dock to chase the nimble right that uh, escaped us after the Battle of the Bards. Uh, we saw Rainier, Never Amber, doing it, you know, good old fashioned door to door trick or treat style. Have you seen this nimble right? But we did the fast approach, which was walk around until we see something that looks suspicious, and then we saw something suspicious, and we were right. Now, I had coordinated a beautiful stealth operation. I had left my teleport knife with Arnold as a backup in case I need to get out of there quickly. Now, I was peering inside to see the inhabitants of the, 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 the wrecked ship I was on top of. And the next thing I know, to a few feet to my right, directly above the patrolling guards, was a fully grown cow. And it landed on top of them all three of them fell into water, and everything went to shit.
Diana, you doing good over there? Living the dream. You need some ice water? I need like a bullet to my brain. Mm, yeah, I, I, I always. Uh, anytime my coworkers ask me how I'm doing, I always say living the dream, which they don't know is code for I want to kill myself. Yes, it absolutely is. Well, for the second week in a row, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to soon to be world famous uh, Dungeons and Dragons Real Play Podcast, Critically Stupid, where we love suicidal ideation and drugs. And drugs, what's up? Um, my name is Alexander James. I am the dungeon master. My favorite part of last episode was the impeccable stealth mission sleuth operatives coming from uh Tess the Druid as she misty stepped over one of these bad guys and uh turned his turned the top of his egg into his soft cooked egg. Uh Gary, you go next. Turn the top of his egg into a soft cooked egg. Yeah, it was a raw egg, but then it was the a top soft of cooked. the egg. Is yeah, it was actually it was actually Humpty Dumpty. I didn't actually get into it in the narrative because I was so focused on like your guys's great shenanigans. But Humpty Dumpty was in the scene, and he actually had a really important like narrative role. And then you just marked him. It's gonna happen anyway. Humpty Dumpty sat on the wall, then a cow fall on him. I don't think that's how the poem goes. <laughs> anyway. Uh, my name is Garion. I play Gareth. I'm a rogue. Or more accurately, Gareth is a rogue. I am a person. Um, my favorite part about last episode was when this guy, what's his name, like Peter? Um, Peter O'Larson, I think it was. Uh, Peter O'Larson. For the second time, he handed Gareth something to read. I mean, he doesn't know you can't read. It's not like a normal thing that people can't read. I feel like you could tell by looking at Gareth. <laughs> Does he have like a tattoo, like like a face tattoo that says like no books? I don't know. Maybe he can't tell. <laughs> Sick. All right, who's going next, G? Uh, uh, Diana's going next. Uh, my name is Diana. I play Mel. I am half elf ranger, and I know you were talking about me, Bestie, when you were like, maybe everyone doesn't remember their class, and that's I will be making you do a sound effect later. Uh, <laughs> two of them, action, 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 action. Nice water joke. Um... <laughs> it's the disappointed silence immediately after the bit, which is the best part for me. <laughs> I was I was on a car trip and I was listening to the podcast and at some point like one of the glitches was in the podcast and driving in my car I was like <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't even know where I was oh um favorite part of last episode um fuck Honestly, I'm I uh, I'm a real big fan of 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 Greg actually. Um, and this idea of him being a, like part of fantasy CIA or or something. He's he's secretly very adept at things. Um, That's actually S E A I A C I A. Nice. Also, I hate you. Ditto. Um. That's all I got. That's all I got. Who's left, Anthony? I mean, and yes, but yes, <laughs> um, but thank you. Okay. I'm Anthony. I play Arnold the bard. And my favorite part of the last episode was that Arnold was so desperately trying to get this wooden piece off of the knife that he didn't see any of the chaos that ensued with the gas situation. <laughs> um, Incredible. I love that. So um, Jessica next, of course. 
Um, I'm Jess. I play Tess the Druid, um, who is a fey cow, um, or more often cow fey. Um, my favorite part of last episode was when um, Alex and was so desperately trying to make a funny scene between Tess and Floon, um, and just head empty. Tess wasn't having it. Just, just did not know what was happening. So, <laughs> just absolute star material over here. You know, every now and then you got to empty the pipes and have a burner. Just a burner scene. <laughs> yeah, I just had a verbal diarrhea and now it's all out. <laughs> and I'm good now. Hell it's yeah. That's so funny. You can't appreciate pipes. the highs without the lows. Um, okay, so uh, without further ado, uh, we're going to get into it. Normally, um, this is the part where I sort of open on you guys and, and um, your shenanigans. But this time, we're actually not going to open on you. This time we're going to open in a strange room. Um, it is dark and wet. There is water dripping off of an, un an unseen stone. Um, flickering torches set in iron sconces lit light a uh, very dilapidated scene. Um, it sort of looks a little bit underground. And uh, we see a hooded figure walk quietly into the uh, torchlight. Their uh, cloak is expensive and uh, wool-lined. Um, a flash of gold uh, covers the nape where it's, where it's closed around this figure's uh, torso and upper body hiding their outfit uh, from the casual uh, passersby. Um, this figure stops just before a, a turn in this, in this dark, uh, almost cavernous space. Um, and for a second, their boot falls echo in, in the space and fall quiet. Um, and they speak softly and say, are you there? And there's a pause. Um, for a second, this figure twitches, uh, almost like they're going to almost like they're going to turn away um, until another voice answers them from around the corner, unseen, uh, floating high on this on this dark air, almost popping with the with the sap and cinder floating off this torch and says, I am here. And the first figure in the cloak says, there's a uh, complication. One of them is different. And the second figure says, shouldn't be a problem. Shouldn't be a care. They, they are disposable. But uh, what if the new one starts asking questions? Then I'm sure you will deal with it in your own way. We are counting on you. I might need uh, some more coin. I think I've got to grease a few hinges. I think I've got to... I need to I need to know more about this one. This uh Tess. Okay. That was badass. It's like when it opens on the, the antagonist. It's like I'm oh, uh oh, so oh, glad oh. that it took me 10 minutes of fumbling to get through a 30-second scene. All right, we're going to open on you ding-dongs now. Some things have happened. Some uh, some Cows choices have, have been made. 
Uh, just to remind you guys where you're at, Gary, as Gareth, you are uh, sort of on the back end of this angled deck, looking mm. inside a cabin. <coughs> um, te- uh, uh, Mel and Arnold, you were looking at Erstel Floxen, who has just burst out of this door, who uh, looked at you, Arnold, and said in his very good Russian accent that I had at the drop of a hat and didn't have to practice for, if you'll all remember and nod and say, yes, absolutely, Alex, that's what happened. Yes, absolutely, Alex. That's what happened. Beautiful. Thank you. Garyan gets advantage for most of his throws today. I too don't want my character to die. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Mel, you roll with disadvantage because <laughs> fine. Man. Mel and Diana are just already rolling with disadvantage. Yeah. I've been rolling with disadvantage every day of my life. That's true. Um, but you heard Ursula Floxen tell you, I told you not to get involved in my business. Uh, and uh, Tess, you're underwater. Yeah, great. So um, I want cows open... can swim. I do remember. I yeah, I remember. That. I like how much we had to Google cows. I'm going to Google cows, cows more because it was annoying to Bestie. And I don't know. I just feel like looking up cows today. Just start calling cows by like their scientific name. <laughs> Which is? Hey, Siri, what's a cow's scientific name? You know, and like your mom's mad at you and they use your full name. So when I get out of test, you call her the full like Latin name for cow. I want you to know that Siri picked up every word of what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Arnold and Mel. Uh, Ursel Floxen has just burst out of this cabin and has told you, I warned you for getting involved in my business. Um, however, as he sort of like, as his momentum propels him out onto this pier, um, Arnold, you see his eyes glance over your and Mel's faces, and he falters just for a second. Uh, roll me an insight check, please, both of you. Does he like us? Bessie, roll it with disadvantage. <laughs> Audio listeners, got love 17. You. Flipped him off. <laughs> I got 17. All right. Oh, that's, uh, well, fuck, you jinxed me. I'm still seeing bees. CMBs. Okay. Arnold. Um 17 is pretty good. You see him recognize you and stop and stop what he's doing. And he and he uh falters just for a minute. I'm gonna grant you and Mel one round of surprise to sort of change the momentum of the scene or get the jump on this guy because he's sort of like a little taken aback that uh that it's you two and not who apparently he thought he was talking to. How close is he to us? I'm going to say within like five feet, like he's within striking distance of Arnold because Arnold was right in front of the door because Arnold really wanted Gareth's dagger. I did. And I'm holding it. You are holding it. Okay. Um, I don't remember where I was standing. Was I nodded, Arnold? You were, you were with him. I think you were trying to play it a little bit stealthier. So maybe on just like the other side of this uh, streetlight, you could be stealthed up and, and uh, hidden from sight if you would like to be. Um, no, I think if I saw him, I, I would probably, if he were close enough, I'd probably try to grab him because I'm pissed that he killed the guy that I was trying to actually save for a fucking change. Like the <laughs> one time I try to do the right thing and this guy's got a shit on my fucking parade. So <laughs> all this, just, I'm, I'm going through it tonight, guys. I'm sorry. So anyway, um, I think that I would, again, if I were close enough, I'd I would grab, but I don't know if I'm close enough. I think you're. I think you're close enough. Yeah, you can surge up in there. 
All right. Then, uh, then yeah, I, I would end up just kind of like instinctively seeing him and being angry. I, I would, I'd step forward and, 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 um, I'd grab him. Um, then let's do, uh, we're going to do a grapple check. You're going to roll a dexterity attack and I'm going to try and save out of it. Okay. This I've not done before. So that's fine. Under your, under your, um, attributes on the left, you've got strength dex con. So the, the, uh, modifier next to your dex, roll a D20 and add that to it. Oh, I got real good dexterity, bestie. Oof. Oh, I rolled a... I, this uh, This guy is about as nimble as a piece of seaweed. Right. It's not a nimble, right? I rolled a plus five. That's a 17. Plus five? Fuck I me. I told All you, right. it's real good dexterity. <laughs> yeah, damn. What's the, what's the objective here, uh, Mel? Are you uh, trying to like prevent him from going for a weapon he's currently unarmed but as you i'm trying to prevent him from like like leaving um because before he like puff a smoke and was fucking gone and i'm angry and and i think that because i i would be angry that for once in my life i tried to save somebody and not kill them and and this guy ruined i'd be acting kind of like emotionally and not rationally so so Mm -hmm. i wouldn't really think it through I, i would just end up like grabbing him and trying to hold him um okay i think with a with a role that good you managed to not only um cross the distance between you and him but i think you managed to actually get behind him and get a hand around his sword arm um you've seen him not quite in combat but at least threatening uh at yala Gralhun's manner so you know which is his sword arm so you get a good grip on it so if he wants to attack on his next turn he's gonna have to save out of your grip okay Arnold, what's your reaction to this? Okay, I want so I I see her um kind of getting aggressive with him oh, yeah. and doing oh, that, yeah. and I I want to uh, you know um as the one who he's seen you know try to be friendly with people and try to you know stay calm and you know or you know, not necessarily stay calm but be amiable with people. So I I want to kind of reach out and be like, we don't need to do this. And as I touch him, I want to cast charm person on him to try to see if I can, if I can kind of just nip this in the bud. So we're on his good side and just get you, through this without murdering him. Maybe. Do you know what I actually love about charm person? The, the, this spell hinges on one requirement and that is, that is you have not harmed someone. And to this point, despite my best efforts, you have not actually harmed this person. So you get to roll it. I'm rolling out of it, right? Yes. You roll wisdom 13. Mother fucker. All right. <clears throat> Excuse me. I rolled a 12. Yes. Can I yes. ask an above table question real quick? Absolutely. Um, about the, the game. Um, so over in my little box where it says like dexterity and strength, there's saving throw modifiers and it says advantage against being charmed. Mm-hmm. Is that if someone tries to charm person me or Quite so. yeah if somebody oh. if if an npc or a bad guy was like trying to trying to uh influence your brain you're you've got a good one so you would get advantage okay. uh against that so when you did that saving throw like i just did i i added a plus two because of this guy you would add a plus five to yours okay okay yeah. try but the only thing okay. that can influence my brain are various substances drugs 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 why are you always trying to steal my vibes <laughs> <laughs> Because your vibes so are so good. Impact my brain. You could just be I don't like, know if they're good, but I mean, my therapist disagrees with the idea <laughs> that these vibes are good. <laughs> okay. I think she'd Arnold. be very upset with you for saying that. Anywho, Arnold, what are you doing? Very carefully backing away from that. <laughs> so, <laughs> wise move. So, no, so I, you know, so I, I put my hand on him and I'm just like, 
Look, I obviously we got off on the wrong foot. We're, I feel like we're all on the same side here right now. What she and I are really concerned about is the fact that our friend is in the water over there. She fell in the water, and we, or, you know, we'd like to help her out. Would you? Would you mind like helping us get this, uh, get our cow friend, our cow fay friend out of the water? I am picturing just this giant cow, just like a leisurely like swim, like a moonlight a swim. That's just like, exactly doing a, doing a like backstroke as a cow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like <laughs> it's not like one a of those single scenes in like give. a private beach. Um. Well, it's actually great that you say that, Arnold. Let's float down to uh, let's float down to Tess. So, Tess, um, cows can swim. I was I was educated this about this last episode. Um, I do think I cut it out of last episode because fuck you, Bestie. But uh, that was so no, funny. I think <laughs> I, I know. suffered enough. <laughs> I kept it. Oh, um, great content. So, um, you are falling through this water. Cows can swim, but you're uh, sort of. Dazed and confused, for oh, lack man. of a better term. I think you fell quite suddenly. Um, and you uh, float through this water, and it is it is dark. Obviously, nighttime, um, not, a lot of, not a lot of light. So it is pitch black, and you are falling through freezing cold water. Um, but as you uh, drift down, you feel cold touches on your hooves and skin of your, of your, uh, legs. Um, like and it. you, you settle like in, uh, in a soft, like substance. It almost feels like mud or maybe cold jello. Um, and just as your weight settles and you get your feet under you, you see two burning red eyes open in the blackness underwater and wow. stare at your face. I hate that for me. Yeah, it's okay. crazy how unenvious I am of you right now. <laughs> uh, who got me into the situation? Okay. You! Sorry. No way. My, 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 <laughs> if it isn't well, the consequences well, of my way. own actions. It's like, I was just like, isn't this the consequences of my own actions? Okay. Um, I'm looking at the spreadsheet, Alex. You made me of all the things that I can do. Ah, yes. I'm a little overwhelmed. Um, first of all, so those are all those damage. Are- when I fell did, onto stuff and into water. You did not because you you sort of fell onto a ship and then bounced into water, which I think is the most forgiving surface to fall onto. Um, so you did not take damage. Um, it's crazy how much better she is at this than I was in the beginning. God damn, I didn't even know what dice to use. You called me I stupid. But then I called you a beautiful stupid, right? A beautiful simpleton right after. I also highly disagree that I am good, I am better at this. No, seriously. Um, I, yeah, no, you're doing great. You are doing great. I set the bar so low. (laughs) (laughs) I like to think of it as like, we're, we're teaching the listener how to play D and D with you. That's nice. Um, okay. Okay. Well, I would be, first of all, Tess would be very terrified of this because she does not like dark and things touching her in the dark. Not a thousand percent. I would think she would be like, Oh my God, it's a shark. Um, it's it's a fantasy great white shark. Um, <laughs> that's and- like, sorry, that's like such like a regular normal thing to be in water. <laughs> like you didn't go. It could be a kraken, but <laughs> no, 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 a big shark. It's a shark. Um, <laughs> Honestly, underwater is scary enough. Like let her yeah, have a no, let her have a regular like, fear. It would be like yeah, it could be like a fucking like hor- like seahorse, and she'd be losing her shit. I think. Um, <laughs> Can she use moonbeam underwater? Dear DM. That's his baffled face. You'll learn it. You wrote the spreadsheet for me. That means nothing. 
please do. That is the nicest thing you could do for me tonight. Uh, Jess, I think yes. Okay. Uh, Tess would like to cast Moonbeam. So okay, that is a second. That is a second level spell slot, which I love for you. Mm. Um, that's the second one I have right for the day. Yeah. So you have you have cast uh, it once, and then you have one more second level spell slot, I believe, because you just you just cast Misty Step last episode. So, um, okay, Jess. A beam of silver light cuts through the black water of this harbor um, and almost hurts your eyes, I think, as they've started to almost adjust to this like really, really uh, low light area um, and falls upon a very interesting scene uh, in front of you. You are staring, Tess, at the face of the nimble right that you saw in Yala Grauhan's manor. The the uh, black glass mask that it that had previously covered its face has been pulled up over its head and shattered in half. Um, its jaw is hanging cracked and in three pieces of uh, still cogs and bits of what looked to be like steel teeth. But most notably um, is the section of its uh, uh, of its torso that has about a two foot wide hole carved out of it. And it is sitting, it it is sitting uh, slumped over in the same cold mud that is uh, coating you up to the knees, um, fully inert and not moving. Okay. And then because of the light, can Tess see around her some more? You can see a, you can see a little bit around you. Yeah. Yeah. And then around me, is there, is there anything around us? Like, Anything else in the mud or is it just mud? Anything else down there? Right now it's just the nimble right. It's just you and the nimble right. Okay. Um, so I think she would try to get up and out because she needs to breathe pretty soon. Um, mm-hmm. So I think Tess would try to get up out of the mud if she can. Um, maybe if you can kind of like push off the nimble right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Enough, it's not, like I mean, it's not a crazy out. amount of mud. Yeah. So you could, you could okay. sort of like push and, and jump up okay. the surface. If you, if you look up and see the surface is only about 20 to 30 feet above you. So you could get it in one breath. Um, so as you push, you feel yourself like rise, like in a natural reaction to a jump um, and start to move towards the surface. <clears throat> Sorry, go ahead. Um, and then you feel something burst out of the mud and wrap around your leg. And oh, Tess, you look down. You look down to see a blistered sure. and boil-ridden hand reaching up out of the mud to grasp you by the leg. Horrifying. Can I just point out that you were the one that said cow jokes weren't funny anymore? Yeah, I thought that. That, is, that is joke, why I called him a hypocrite. That was like funny AF. I don't, I don't think I said that at all. Yeah. That's Just because you can edit it out doesn't mean you can edit it out of our brains. All right. First of all, that's hurtful. I would never do anything so duplicitous, so cowardly as to edit. Oh, Jer- yes. Go ahead. No, Gary, uh, Gary, do you yeah. want to? Uh, so you were in the middle of something. Go ahead. <laughs> Actually, Gary, uh, thank you for uh, bringing it up. It is, we're going to cut over to you. Looking into this cabin, you see a couple of details that you saw last time, but I'll refresh you on. Um, There is a hatch open in the bottom of this cabin that looks into black water um, that at first glance, when you first looked into it, it looked like it was cut into the whole uh, the floor of this cabin. However, 
on a second, more, more detailed look, you notice that it's actually, it is a open and closable hatch that has been sprung open. You okay. also see three uh, black leather clad uh, mercenaries holding what looks to be a frail old woman uh, in their in their grip. She is wearing uh, purple robes. She, her silver hair is bound in like gold ringlets that are like clasped with like bits of ornate jewelry. Um, and they have a they have a gag around her mouth, but she is actively in the way of chewing through it. Hard hell yeah, badass. Uh, you also see Gareth just where you are uh, positioned. You see through the door. Uh, I think just in time to see Mel sort of like Cobra Kai around Erstel Floxen and sort of like get a hand on his sword arm. So you can see this scene sort of like devolving in front of you. You also heard the cow crush a man's skull like a soft egg. It was kind of hard not to notice. Um, do the do the men clad in intimidating looking armor do they notice what's going on with Erstel and Mel? Yeah. So one of them is actively like inching towards the door, looking around it. Two of them are holding this, uh, this woman. Um, and he's like sort of making like shushing gestures at them and pushing them to keep them out of sight from the doorway where Erstel is, uh, currently standing. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, <coughs> uh, I assume if I can, see what Mel's doing. Can I also hear Anthony? Absolutely, you can, yes. Okay, I think then I'm just gonna wait it out and see if we can successfully not murder these people. Okay, heard. Um, <laughs> Anthony. What's up? Erstel Floxen uh, looks at you with, he sort of relaxes his shoulders slump and he sort of uh, like a lazy half smile crosses his face. Uh, and he looks at the black waters, which you can see are almost like starting to agitate a little bit as they roll under this uh, ramshackle broken boat housing scenario that you guys are standing around. Um, and he says, oh, yes, do not worry. Travis will take care of your friend. Everything is fine. Hey, excuse me, lady, could you, you are a... I do not mean to be rude, but you are no featherweight. Perhaps you could get off of my... Uh... I mean, I do enjoy carrying you around as a backpack, but perhaps you could uh, descend from my shoulders? First of all, rude. Wow. Um, right? He just comes it right out with, like, you're not a featherweight. Hell. Like, fuck you. Like, okay. Way to body shape. Um, your, your hand is currently also wrapped around my armpit, and it is an uncomfortable position. Yeah, um... People are into that. True dad. I, I just imagine that. Mel like whispering this in this dude's ear. Just yeah, like, some and people are into this, right? Seriously, and like some people like this. People pay me money to do this to them. I wish. Um. All right. So he, I'm, I'm gonna keep holding on him because I'm still okay. angry. Um. And and I, okay. um, I know that he recognized Arnold, but I'm not sure that he recognized me the way that he's talking to me. So, so I'm going I'm, I'm gonna say um i don't know if you remember me but i remember you and i remember that we were supposed to be on the same team and then you ran like a coward 
Oh. Now, now, this I will take. I will take umbrage at this. Yes, I did not run like a coward. I may, I merely extended my survivability. Just as you did, huh? Did you not stay? You did not stay at Yalagralhan's manse, huh? You are here just like I am. So who is coward here? Yeah, we had to run because somebody framed us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, like this we... is not my fault. I am not the one that said Arnold was here on a painting in the hallway, huh? And does he know about that? He would. I have eyes in my head, cow, who I cannot hear or respond. <laughs> I was gonna say, he yeah, then, he's you. responded to two people um, who were like, are there. Like, like Mel's just Earth deeply is... disturbed at this point. Um, so, so I would say, I'm. You killed an innocent man and ran from me. I don't like that. Arnold, what you got? So I just want to look at him and be like, our friend is, is potentially in trouble down there. You're my friend. Can let's let's I don't know, Travis, will you please? Who's Travis? Who does he answer first? Um, I don't Mel's like so pissed. She didn't even hear about Travis. She's so angry that, that he killed Travis. this dude and ran that, that she's just really bent on honestly, probably getting a little bit of revenge. She kind of wants to kill him. I All think right, that's Mel and not Diana, but it might be a little Diana. We love a self-insert. I think he's going to respond to Arnold just because Arnold did cast the spell. Um, Arnold, you see him reach with his offhand into his uh, into his shirt. And I think Mel instinctively, like you would, you would notice this. Um, and he says, ah, ah, ah. Oh, Just... bestie, where's Josh Pat? Oh shit. I forgot all about Josh Pat. I'm so sorry. Um, I think Josh Pat sank his, sank his teeth into Erstel's boot. Oh, um, not hard enough to do damage, unfortunately, because he's a he's a little he's, he's a little a guy. Little dude, but he can be threatening if he. But the vibes were there, and he's currently uh, sitting in front of Erstel, growling up at him. Yeah. Um, Erstel reaches in for inside his shirt and says, "Ah, please, just a demonstration, yes." Um, and he pulls out two glass beads, Arnold, um, and sort of like compresses them in his hand and drops them into the water. You see them. Glow, you see them glow a brilliant green, like a like almost like neon glow sticks, um, as they sink into this water and they sink about 10 feet, and suddenly a black silhouette darts in front of them in a in a slithering motion. Um mm -hmm. and Ursel Floxen says, Ah, yes, that is Travis. I hate it. That's Amazing and terrifying at the same time. You're telling me he dropped his balls in the water and something black slithered out? And, yeah. yeah. Okay. I just checked. We're on the same. Careful, side. you're still in the water. Yes. I know that's what I'm saying. He down. dropped his Let's balls in the water, here. which are my house right now. Tess, you uh, feel this hand on your on your uh, hoof, uh, grasping you, uh, keeping you from going up. I don't think you're in like air danger zone yet, but you're getting kind of close. Um and then you hear like a muffled splash and you see like a like a glow that's not your moonbeam. Uh, you see these these glass balls drop. You know what the spheres? You see glass spheres drop into this water, uh, glowing bright green. And then you also see what does appear to be a six-foot snake writhe in front of them um, above you in the water. Why are you punishing me? <laughs> um, okay, it's... well... Is the, the hand that's grabbing me, is it in the moonbeam light? It is not. No, it is in the mud beneath you. Okay. Um, am I in the moonbeam light? I'm not, right? You I'm are like, not, like, no. Yeah, you, okay. you cast it sort of in front of you. 
Okay. Um, I think Tess would like kind of try to wiggle towards into the light, like her hoof or whatever had into her light. And if there's a six foot thingy, it's just kind of like, and there's one leg. <laughs> um, and she's kind of just like paddling. Just cow paddling into the light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like with just her foot, because I think the moonbeam, would the moonbeam hurt her as well? It does, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So I think she would just kind of try to get every, try to be luring the six foot wiggle, wiggle snake so that it would, if it went towards her, it would go through the light to get to her. Because my understanding is everything that enters the moonbeam, it gets hurt. What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Critically Stupid. I am so stoked you're here. Give me just a couple of seconds. I'll have you right back to the show. For those of you who might be lost, who seem to have wandered off the beaten path of whatever content you were consuming, I'm Alexander James. I am your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, and this is a Dungeons & Dragons Real Play podcast. So if you were listening to a podcast about putting together chairs, you're lost. You need to turn back around at the last exit. Um, I'm here to tell you for legal reasons that we are playing Waterdeep, Dragon Heist, an official Dungeons & Dragons licensed module written by Chris Perkins, Scott Fitzgerald Gray, Kim Mohan, and Michelle Carter. It's wild to me that when I first started recording these mid-rolls for the show, I had to actually like look up those names, and now I feel like they are etched into my bones. I see them when I sleep. It's horrifying. Um... If you would like to end up as a character on our show, you can tweet us at CritStupid. Um, I've had a lot of community names in the past. We're getting into a really cool arc in the next couple of episodes where I feel like I'll have room for another com- couple of community names. So if you haven't yet, tweet at the show. Tell us what you thought of a recent episode. Tell us if you think we're doing a good job. Tell us if you think there's something that we could improve or that you'd like to see. We love all of that feedback and we want to hear it. Um, so tweet us at CritStupid. You could end up as a character. We are doing a big uh, subscription push on YouTube, trying to get to that magical number of 1,000 subscribers uh, so that we can monetize the show, get access to better recording software, better cameras, better mics, et cetera, um, to generally give you and hopefully new listeners a, a better show. So if you haven't yet, I would very much love it if you could subscribe. If you listen to us on Spotify or Apple uh, or Good Pods or wherever you, wherever you listen to us, if you're audio only, if you could leave us a rating and a review, um, we really depend on you guys to get pushed up in those algorithms because... There's only five of us, and we can only do so much. Yeah, I think that's all I got today. We're going to keep it real short, and I'm going to let you get right back to the show. Um, remember, you take it squeezy out there, and I do love you. All right. Bye. Oh, shit. Garion, this says these are all American. Don't you wish after a long, hard day at work that you could come home, sit back, relax, and crack open a fresh case of unique, exclusive Libris Arcana dice? That's right, Garion. All Libris Arcana dice are small run, limited edition, and found nowhere else. New sets of resin dice every month, and get this, this is the all-American part. Subscriptions gets you first crack. Nearly $10 off that retail price, Gary, and can you believe that? Can you hear that, Alex? What's that, Gary? My brother in Christ, did you just, that... roll, did you just roll a dice on a That's... felt pad? That's the sound of freedom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my dice are everywhere. You got to get yourself over to LibrisArcana.com and check out the subscription that you can get for these all-American small batch dice. If you enter our special all-American discount promo code to check out Stupid20, that's stupid in the, in the numbers two zero. 
you're going to get a 20% discount. Now, Gary, and I know you're good at math. How much is 20% off that off that order? Uh, uh, damn. Uh, 20%. So get on over to LibrasArcana.com and enter our exclusive discount code STUPID20 for 20% off your first month's subscription. Once again, that is LibrasArcana.com and our exclusive all-American critically stupid discount code STUPID20 for 20% off your first month's subscription. Oh, Jess, okay. is, is your is your goal, so you're dealing with two issues right now. You're dealing with the giant slithering shape in the water and you're dealing yeah, with the perfect. hand on your ankle. Which yeah. one are you trying to pull into the moonbeam? Because both is going to be a tough call. Jess is going to try to do two things at once and none, and it might, it might just be as bad as her doing no things. That's okay. Uh, roll, but she's going to uh, try to move her foot into moonbeam and then like while doing so, she would be positioning herself kind of behind it so they have something were to be coming towards her they could in theory go through it to get to her like the fastest okay. route to her the visual in my head light. of this cow like kicking Doing her little back leg to try and get it into moonbeam i know Stop. it's serious but it's like so cute up here it's not cute in the water all right test uh roll a water. strength strength check please okay um like cows are strong does she get advantage for being a big old cow um, What's your strength modifier, uh, Tess? Under your ST, thing. under your STR, there should be a plus something. I have uh, <laughs> no, I have terrible news. It is minus one. Yeah. And anyway, I, I rolled a thirteen, so minus one is twelve. Okay, I will. I will tell you what. You do not manage to. So whatever is grabbed onto your ankle is is a is either very strong or very big or both, but. You manage to to uh, cow paddle around the side of this moonbeam, <clears throat> positioning it between yourself and the slithering figure, and you see it move into this beam of silvery light cutting the water. And Jess, you see a face. That's it. That's all you face. see. It's just a face. No, but it's a plot. It's like, it's like a Holly from Red Dwarf. You see a you see a face that is pulled into almost like a fish a fish jaw that is like jutted from its lower from its lower face and pushed up in front of its teeth. But it's framed with uh like almost like uh catfish whiskers and jagged red eyes. Um, and it is holding two short swords and is swimming uh oh in hands I should say. The snake, but uh, it has arms and hands. And it is swimming towards you with a what appears to be a mermaid's tail. Oh. However, it is going to swim into uh, Moonbeam, and it is going to make a constitution saving throw, which it, it is going to fail aggressively. Uh, so, Tess, All you right, are going Ariel. to roll 2d10 for me, please. <laughs> Damn. Couldn't it's, you a second, it's a second level spell. Could you accomplish the same thing as a 2d10 if you just roll a d20? I don't think so. Well, I guess because you can't get a 1, but with 2d10, you can only get a yeah, 2. Yeah. Wait, what? Roll okay, 2d10 for me, Tess. I know, I know. I was not following conversation. 2d10. I have a 7. Oh, okay. Um, I think this figure reaches towards you with one of these one of these short swords. Um, but you see, as soon as it's as soon as its forearm enters the silvery light, um, it bursts into almost like a mottled silver flame, 
condensed into like a boiling bubble underwater. Um, and it drops one of these short swords with a howl that echoes through this water and it immediately swims backwards and disappears. Oh, Works for me. Uh, Gareth. That's me. You see one of these. So there's two figures holding this woman uh, in the cloak. One of them is approaching the door. You see one of these figures holding this, this uh, figure reach uh, behind his back and pulls out a curved dagger. Uh, you see it glimmer in the, in the lantern light of this cabin. Okay. So, so let me, let me make sure I have the orientation of these guys correct here. Yeah. Thank you. Because I'm a little fuzzy on it. So I think we could all use some clarification. Oh, well, if you're fuzzy on it, then I'm going to lie. So there's no one in there, right? (laughs) (laughs) No. So So, so there's one person who pulled out the dagger, making their way stealthily towards the door. No. The person standing towards the door is irrelevant to what I just described. Okay. So it's the one One of the figures holding this old lady. Got you. And there are two people holding the old lady. Correct. Inconvenient. Okay. Um... He so he pulled out the dagger. Is he like holding it to the woman, or just kind of like in case something goes down? Well, it's funny you should ask that, Gareth, because as you're watching, he sinks that dagger straight into the back of the neck of the other thug holding this Fuck old yeah. woman. Badass. Oh uh, hell yeah! Okay, can I get an insight check to see if that was some sort of betrayal, or I mean? Gonna be honest, from face value, kind of seems that way. Roll the inside. Let's let's see what you know. Um. Oh, you know what? I'm gonna specify a little bit more. I'm rolling okay. insight on the other dude who was not holding the woman to see if he seems betrayed or if he's in on it. Okay. Wait, really quick. Let me roll some damage for this attack. Just be. I don't. I just need to know. Okay. Go ahead. All right. Uh. Woof. Okay. Uh. Six. Plus one is seven. All right. Well, I'll tell you what you know with a seven, Gareth, is that he is very dead. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) You see him slump. And actually, the way that this strike goes down, it was either super lucky or very calculated because the figure that got stabbed didn't make a sound, didn't exhale forcefully. He just sort of like buckles at the knees and falls backwards. And this, the, the, figure who attacked him uses the hilt of this dagger buried in his spinal cord to control his fall and very gently set him on the floor. That's fucking awesome. I'm terrified. Maybe he was just welcoming the sweet release of death. Much He's like the rest finally. of us. <laughs> Mostly me. Um, I can't believe that my depression has been cured just because it's Diana's vibe. <laughs> I, can't, <laughs> I can't have it anymore. No. <laughs> I told you, you've been trying to steal my <laughs> all night. I don't like that. You got to let me have something. Get your uh, own shtick, Gary. You're the antidepressant that. I, I claimed it first. I'm way older than you. I claimed it first. Yeah, legally, I can't have my own shtick <laughs> until I'm 21. That's true. But, yeah. Um. Anyway, so, fuck. I, what I was going to do was sneak in there because there was one more less person now, but something tells me that guy will fucking wreck my shit. <laughs> You can still sneak in there if you roll high enough. You can stay. You can stay hidden. There's like You're tables stealthy. and a bed and like yeah, you can that's, hide, like... that's that's probably what I'm gonna go for here. That's that's the move, sneaking in all stealthy like. Okay. 
Oh. Roll that self check. Sneak. And I'll tell you what, take advantage because nobody has seen you and you are outside in the nighttime. Hell yeah. Love it. Like how all the rest of us are fucked because of the cow and Arnold, but like Gareth. I am the most fucked because of the cow, to be fair. I mean, Jess is super suffering from the consequences of her actions. I like that Arnold is the only one that cares when I'm underwater. I really appreciate it. (laughs) Very in character. Honestly, I'm trying like it's really the only part of this story that I'm like really in, like involved in right now. And I'm like, I need to know what happens here. I thought that shadow was going to help you. And then I'm not sure that it was now. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's like, what he meant by Travis will take care of her. I, you know what? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I had him under a spell and I was hoping that he was just being my friend. he's like uh, yeah he's like i will release my balls into the water that will help her i was like yeah i mean only my friends have done that before my my enemies have never revealed their balls to me that's uh, (laughs) gary the first the first roll was a seven with my modifier is 14 14 the second roll was an 18 plus seven is 25 okay so you you cloak yourself in the shadow of the night and fucking slither into this cabin Um, I think there is like a, there's like a dresser and a bureau that you managed to get behind. So you are um, inside this cabin and uh, Gary in, hit me with a quick perception check. Real, real, real swift. Like, all right, I gotta stop putting my D20 back in the dice bag. Cause it takes me like, why, why would you do that? Cause I'm not that smart of a person. Mm. I mean, if I would probably lose it if I didn't. Uh, the 11 plus uh, three is 14. Okay. Uh, the nightstand that you were standing uh, sort of beside and behind um, is littered with uh, discarded gears. And there's a little tub of like black grease uh, oh, in, a, in a little half tub. of a nimble right mask? No, but there is a wrench. <laughs> ah. Uh, Arnold. Um. Ursula Floxen just just gestured to the water and said, ah, yes, that's Travis. Um, and you saw this shape. I think you you probably saw it swim closer to the to the bottom as these as these glass spheres fell. Um, I don't think you saw the interaction with the moonbeam. I think that was a little too deep for you to see. Fair enough. Um, so I just want to like look at Ursula who is, you know, charmed, uh, hopefully. And, <laughs> yep. Yep. You know, and, and, you know, I want to say. What was that? Is that going to hurt my friend? Travis? Oh. Yeah. Maybe. I <laughs> listen. Uh, Travis is he is not one of the he is not one of the Zants. He has not paid his union dues. Uh Travis is what we call a contractor. He is a freelance worker. We uh pay him per diem <laughs> and he helps us in sort of the aquatic, sort of like water-based. He is a he is a merfolk Camaro, as you say. So he sort of does his own thing, Travis well, does. His I people just, don't I, like I just, it. Like, I'm sorry, I'm babbling. I'm talking yeah, a lot. While, I just while want you to like that. Like while he's talking, I just look at Mel <laughs> and I say, um, take care of him. And I just jump in the water. Oh hell oh, yeah. No. Nice. Um, so uh Mel would definitely like tighten on him, and hopefully Josh Pad is also being a little growly. Um, and, and, um, can I, am I in a position that I could like pull one of my like swords and hold it like against him or am I too awkward holding him? I, I mean, you did roll quite well in your grapple. I think you could get 
a dagger. I think a sword is a big yeah. pull because it's like an awkward unsheathing, but you're, I imagine yeah, you have a dagger. I would just want quick. like a dagger. Just, yeah. Just something that I can like hold so that he knows I'm, I'm alternatively, would it be easier for Mel to unsheath Erstel's sword and hold that? I don't think so. That's like okay. across his torso and down. Her okay. dagger okay. is like, I imagine she's got one like ready at the belt. Um, okay. However, Mel, I am going to need you to do some fast talking to keep Josh Pat from jumping into the water after one of his pack Josh members. Josh Pat hates the water. It's true. He hates water. He's I did say that. Can I? All right. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Josh Pat is just standing. He would rather the not jump the in the water. Yeah. Yeah. Like he'd rather not. Will he, if he needs to? Yeah. He loves the cafe, but like, yeah, is best. he hoping that somebody else can take care of it? Yeah. The only, um, person, the only person Josh Pat is jumping into the water after his mouth, quite frankly. That's a, that's a good point. All right. Fair enough. So he uh, tenses and starts barking at the water, but doesn't doesn't jump in what do you what do you say to ursula so, with so i'm gonna like hold the dagger and and um i'm i'm gonna say um i suggest that you call off your little friend travis or things are going to get very very bad for you very quickly what if instead uh, of killing them we just like get them arrested i think that'd be hilarious <laughs> We'd be calling call call your mom. Yeah, we'd call you, right? <laughs> We're taking you down uh, to the station. Erstel, uh, you actually, Mel, you hear him giggle a little nervously. It's kind of like a weird, like high pitched sound coming from such Do a it, big bestie. dude. Uh, no, you're gonna have to make the noise. Do it. Out. Do it. What's, Do like, it. what's the nervous giggle? You made fun of my dissociating already. Do it. She's claiming the one free sound effect. Right. No, we've we've got a thing where like every time he makes fun of my mental health, I get to make him do a sound effect. Like a coupon. All right, yeah. all right, all right, all right. <laughs> worth it. <laughs> that, that was that was worth it. The, uh, the mental health joke. That one. <laughs> Just- I want that to be my ringtone every time I get a text. It sounded like Goofy's tail got stuck in a door. Every time I get a message from Alex, it's going to be that noise. <laughs> we should okay. all make our phones make that yeah. noise. Um, Mel, you oh, hear God. him make the sound. Um, and he says... Um, Oh, I wish that I could call off Travis. Yes, but Travis does his own business. I have, I, I talked to Travis at the beginning of the shtick and then at the end of the shtick when he demands payment. I, I, there is no way for me to talk to Travis unless I yell Travis. Uh, Mel is going to like kind of pull the dagger a little bit closer and be like, mm-hmm. I suggest you get creative. I've lost one friend already. I'm not going to lose another. So you best find a way to call Travis off. Because if I have to call him off, I'm not going to wait for you. Okay. All right. I think, Bestie, you do hear something, almost in an answer to your demand. But it doesn't come from Erstel Floxen. Gareth. So ominous. You... Should obviously drink more just in case I get in combat. I always roll better when I drink. Everybody take a bracing sip of their beverage. Uh, Gareth, uh, you see there's like a blur of motion 
that doesn't come from this the the the, the leather bound figure that's not what i wanted to say the armor Sexy. the armored figure yeah, i don't kink shame is busy like sort that's of like odd. dealing with this body that he has just marked and you actually notice garrett that the that the the mercenary at the door who's sort of like paying attention to erstel and mel doesn't notice this go down okay it's almost been like a deliberate sabotage behind his back but the motion doesn't come from the the mercenary with the dagger it comes from the old lady ah she dives a free hand she pulls it out of the bound i think she i think her hands are like bound either in front or behind her it doesn't really matter mm. she pulls one out of the uh, the binds and reaches to her side and all of a sudden there's a there's a loud pop and the inside of this cabin is filled with a noxious green smoke uh gareth make a constitution saving throw for me all righty here i don't suppose i can do a reflex instead and hold my breath I'll let you. I'll let you pick. There are consequences to both. Let me see which is higher. None of so like so few of us are breathing right now. <laughs> the no one this can episode. breathe. Breathing. Uh, I, I don't know where my reflex bonus is, and I'm too lazy to look, so I'm just going constitution. Constitution it is. Wait, above table. I've never heard of a reflex bonus. I think Garyan's actually know. referring to a to a uh uh. No, no, don't thing. say it. Don't say it. Don't out me. No. Garyan's Garyan plays multiple versions of Dungeons and Dragons. One of them is called uh, Pathfinder, and he has ah! he has multiple characters, and they, they have different stats. So he's oh, actually better than us. No, Pathfinder so there sucks. is no. Everybody is there like an equivalent in our? It would be the it would be the dexterity saving throw. Uh, okay. Oh, that's a yeah. better modifier. I'm doing that. <laughs> I'm not giving you that option. You, it's Constitution yeah, yeah, saving yeah. throw or keep breathing normally. Fine. Uh, I got a nine plus two is eleven. Hey, can like I a... give him? Can I, I'm gonna give him a bardic inspiration. Just in you're case. fully underwater. You are. No you are fully underwater. My guy. <laughs> hear me. No hear me. I, I go. I go. Oh, and you didn't even have to make fun of my mental health to get that sound effect. <laughs> See, that's how I know Anthony loves me. All right, uh, Gary and or Gareth, you uh, instinctively take a little huff of of air to sort of like brace yourself to hold your breath, but even that is laced with what tastes like a sharp fennel laced fog that stings your tongue and coats the inside of your mouth, and you sag backwards against the inside of this cabin, um, almost losing your footing, even based on that little burst of air. Um, but you hold on to your conscience, you hold on to your consciousness, uh, enough to see sort of floating in your, in your vision, the figure with the knife fall down and the knife clatters out of his hands. And you see this woman stand straight and look down at this figure. And she is wearing a patchwork world war one style gas mask with a tube that she has strapped onto her mouth into a little satchel at her waist that's fucking awesome was she you, wearing that the whole time she was not it just appeared like suddenly it, it might it had to have been in this burst of movement that she used to attack oh. and cast the spell not that i can um, see it i'm just curious no yeah but gareth you hear a cold mechanical voice come from this old woman um that says there so excited no, for this sorry. voice. No, it's, I, so I mean, it's excited. not, it's not going to be an interesting one because it sounds like it's, it's going to be auto-tuned almost. It's going to sound like, like a robot. It's going to sound mechanical. Um, you can't sound like a robot, Bessie? 
Uh, you know, what's crazy is I can't, and I would love to, I would love to sort of like get a free dig at your mental health in exchange for me doing my best robot voice, but I, A, I don't have a robot voice and you've been doing really well this episode. You haven't disassociated once. So that you know of. That was actually real nice. No, he know it's. No, I know. <laughs> um, Gareth. Gareth, you hear a cold mechanical, almost robot-like voice come from this uh, gas mask and say, there is no justice for a meager cog. Uh, and she points what almost looks like a gun at this figure yeah. standing beneath her. I hope that you say it looks like a gun. I hope so badly <laughs> that it's just a desert eagle. It's a, it's a fantasy <laughs> Magnum 357. All right, we're going to okay. cut back underwater. Oh, okay. Because uh, Arnold's, Arnold has made some decisions. <laughs> I'm still stuck on like there's no gun control laws in fantasy world either. Well, it's, it's not, not a, a lot it's of not a real, it's an really. actual gun. It just looks like a gun. All right. Um Tess, you see this uh this serpent-like fish-like sword holding figure burn itself, swim away, uh, and then you hear a horrible screeching sound come from beneath you and you look down to see one two four six more hands burst up from this cold layer of mud and you see not arnold shoulders and arms and faces start to writhe out of the mud underneath you like parasitic worms from a corpse as they push their way towards you just and then show I didn't think you test to die so quickly. Like this is this is Alex's way of saying this is my last episode. <laughs> uh, and then you and look up. By accident. I'm sorry. You look up to see. I Arnold, describe your face as you see the scene that I've just described to you. He's like, oh. He just turns around and he goes back up. Yeah, I'm like, oh, but well, I mean, I, you know? I just want this He's like, well, we'll find another player. We'll find this another. This was great. <laughs> so, no, I would absolutely just swim faster, hoping to, you know, help, but like also be terrified because I've never seen it. Like, I, I, I feel like it would be like if I saw an alien in real life, where I'm like, this is how I die. Because I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to not approach this. Like, I've never seen this thing before. This is insane. Like, this is absolutely bonkers. And I'm going to go toward it. I shouldn't. It's a huge mistake. But my friend's out there. And I'm going to. That's like the title of my autobiography. (laughs) (laughs) I shouldn't. It's a huge mistake, but I'm gonna. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so Arnold, you you can reach Tess, I think, in one move. I think that's fine. Uh, How do you. She is grasped by. Uh, a pus riddled or a, a, a boil and pus riddled green hand with long sort of like pale ivory nails that is grasping her hooves solidly from this mud. How are you going to help her? I, okay. So I just, first of all, I do like a quick, like, like I kind of wave, like, <laughs> like, Hey, uh, here. That's just like waves. Yeah. Cause that's <laughs> her energy. Like, I, hey, so bad. I, I'm going to try to cast uh shatter just like behind her like you know appropriately it's a uh, 10 foot range. it's i get I, to choose the point that's why i would cast i know it. you do but okay. what level spell is that um let me see what i want to cast it as i'm gonna cast it as level two what's your other all right i'm, I'm gonna start tracking spells a little bit more closely as you guys get stronger okay uh, the other one was level one. i cast the other one as level one because it was only one person that that was 
Okay, so you're going to cast it as a level one. I'm going to cast this as level two because... Okay, all right. right. Does it, um, why does it above table? Because we haven't done actually really a ton with, with magic and spells other than sure. one here or there. Um, what does it mean to cast it as a level one or two? And what is the downside to cast it? I was also wondering this question. Yes. Over the other? You, so, you only have... Go ahead, Alex. Sorry, you know better So uh, every spellcaster has a certain number of spell slots or spell opportunities. As you gain levels and you get stronger spells, you gain more opportunities, but they're limited per level of spell. So... Uh, Tess, for example, because I'm looking at her uh, cheat sheet right now, has two second level spell slots, which means she can cast two second level spells. If right. Arnold is casting Shatter at a second level or a level above what Shatter is, he's burning one of his two possible spell slots, which means that's 50% of his attempts at that spell. And if and if I forget that and he casts it a second, third, fourth time, that's bad for me because he's casting a really powerful spell when he shouldn't be able to. When does it like reset? Like when do you get all your spell slots? After a after a long rest, which is when you guys it's it's a short rest uh, is sort of between fights when you guys like take a second and it's like a breather break. You guys get a little bit of hit dice back, but your spells refresh after a long rest, which is like you sleeping overnight or taking like more than four hours of intentional time. Okay. Yeah, it's really so, complicated, for- which is why every character I've ever made just uses swords. <laughs> Arnold, you are casting shatter at. Yes. Second level? Yes. That's okay. So do you roll like, or do I roll? You roll. Constant. Each character, each uh, creature in that spot has to take a constitution saving throw. Now, yeah. Arnold, my dear boy, I know that you said that specifically so that you would get a hint as to how many creatures are under that mud. I but did. I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to roll one roll and keep you in the dark. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> and I rolled a 17. <sighs> okay, so I'm underwater that doing my best with a knife. Okay. <laughs> that's wait is it is it half damage on a failed save let me see i think it is yeah let me see oh fuck Arnold still has my knife oh yeah he does god damn it i'm not gonna lose this come maybe, you can, maybe you yeah. can just like fucking teleport to it no, I was gonna say, I'm like, you can teleport yeah. to a worse scenario that might be their only chance at surviving is if somebody competent shows up contrary yeah, you take sure. half as much damage yeah okay so it's so go ahead Arnold, you're gonna you're gonna no, you're gonna roll it, but it's your damage. Oh, I roll. Okay, cool. Three d eight. Roll three d eight, and then and then we'll cut half. it in half. Got it. Let's do it. I actually think Gareth and Mel are the only competent ones here. Now, well, they've stayed really out of the fun. water, which seems to have been the move. That's what I'm saying. Like they we also a stealth plan. They also know what the word stealth means. If that's what I'm saying. So, no one uh, told seven. me it was a stealth mission. If we we did, might be better did. off if those two die. Actually, Gareth, we just fully throwing that out there. Jess, okay. haven't known you for long. Love you. We fully told you it was a stealth mission. Anyway, I'm gonna cut in here. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna slice in here. I also don't uh, remember it. Arnold, you uh, extend your your arms in the spell. You've only ever cast Shatter once before, I think, and it was when you first encountered Jeremith uh, in the in uh, just after the the it was the scene with the with the trauma. It was the trauma the trauma scene. Oh yeah, that was that was great. Everybody remembers. Um, you extend your hands. Why would I utter... remember one trauma scene out of all the trauma scenes of my life, Bestie? No, okay, I'm talking trauma? about in game, not your real life, Diana talking about both wow i haven't given you that much trauma chill out this is a comedy show everything's been very funny trauma makes things funny 
I'm pretty that's sure that's exactly I'm right. That's the only reason yeah. I'm funny. Yeah. Um, Arnold, you extend your hands and you utter a word and you feel the earth beneath this mud crack and shake. Um, and you see splinters of rock extend out from this mud, like, like almost teeth of their own right bursting into the water. Uh, and you and Tess both hear otherworldly wailing of pain and anger and this writhing in the mud like maggots from a course actually intensifies like piranhas in a in a blood-soaked water as you see a group of green-skinned pustule-ridden ghouls scratch their way to the surface of this mud and they're covered now in slashes that are that are that lacerate their flesh to the bone except their their form doesn't bleed it just sort of like ekes out a congealed black sludge that slowly falls to the mud beneath them but they're staring at you tess and you arnold and their eyes are are dark hungry and furious this that scene makes me want to take an antibiotic like i just like i feel infected Everybody get a tetanus <laughs> shot. Can we just throw a little, just throw like a little Ivy Vanko in the fucking water? Yeah, I was going to say like, here's fine. some macrobit. You're fine. Just go. Um, oh, macrobit just, ain't shit. That's not going to take care of them. That's, I picked Vanko for a reason. Just just because I think it's funny. Um, Mel, you see, and actually feel because he leans with you on his back. You feel Erstel Floxen lean over the water and sort of weakly say, Travis. Tra- Travis, are you there? <laughs> and uh, n- nothing happens. What a twist. Uh, Gareth, I think you hear raspy, hoarse breathing coming from the figure lying on the floor. I can't imagine why. Um, as this, as this woman points her, and as, actually, as the, as your eyes are still, you're holding your breath, so your eye, your vision is starting to clear, and the burning sensation in your, in your palate is starting to fade. Almost like now, it's more like you just had something really, really spicy, as opposed to like inhaling poison. <coughs> but uh, you are looking in her hand at, it almost looks like a wand, but instead of wood or or whatever wands are made of, you would know being from a wizarding village, typically made from like some sort of organic substance. This one is made from clicking and pinching cogs. That's badass. Um, and she's pointing it at this figure and he uh, is rasping for air. Uh, and you hear this cold mechanical voice say, uh, I am curious, however, as to who sent you. Speak, meager cog, and perhaps life will be granted to you once more. Um, and the figure on the floor gasps a word that you actually, Gareth, are pretty familiar with because he gasps Xanathar. Yeah, that's not shocking. I mean, Erstel said, yeah, he's not Zans like us. So. Aha. I will correct you, Gareth. He said these are not Zents like us. 
Oh, I thought he said Zan as like a like a short term slang for Xanathark. Uh, I thought that was hilarious. I guess it was Zent as a short term slang for Zentarim. Here's here's the thing is like they sound pretty similar. However, as as Jess pointed out a couple episodes ago, episodes ago, the slang term in game for the Zentarim is the Black Network. And Jess said that rightfully so, like it's not a great term to just sort of be thrown around. So I'm trying to stick more towards Zents and Zentarim, but they do sound very similar. So that could have just been me in the moment. I just I just didn't say it okay. clear enough. So so if I understand if I understand the situation, uh uh it's the three Erstal and most of them were Zentarim, but this guy who stabbed the other guy was a a, a Xanathar spy. Correct. Got it. I'm with actually Gareth, give me a give me another insight check real quick. Oh, to see if Gareth can put that together. No, no, no. You're gonna put something else together. Oh, tight. Well, maybe if you if you get a good oh, roll, and that twenty. No, you fucking did not. Oh God, Gareth fucking knows everything. He knows all of their names. <laughs> and their names. I okay. But he makes up everything. I am actively actively upset with you, Gary, as as an individual. Uh, you know what's crazy is the is the word that this figure gasps. Xanathar, that's not interesting to you. You know who the Xanathar Guild are. You're very familiar with them. Um, you recognize the voice. Oh, shit. And looking through this choking green haze, you recognize his face as one of the one of the thugs that you and Arnold and Mel and Cerulean fought in Sylvie's den underneath Trollskull Manor some, some time ago. And you see a suspicious bruise on his temple that's almost shaped like a boot. <laughs> no, that was Edwin. And fucking Edwin is Edwin's wearing a helmet and is telling everybody <laughs> to stay away from the surface. That was so bad. No, you're looking at I killed one of them. It's either Mikey or uh, Davey. But one of the half elf twins with the shaved heads and the crop tops yeah, 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 is yeah. standing. Mel I, Mel, I know you fully have no idea who I'm talking about, but that's OK. I'm gonna give you a little secret. Me neither. I just said yeah, 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 and lied. Nice. I can respect but that. You you recognize a member of Sylvie's gang? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sylvie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know who Sylvie is. <laughs> I, I do know who Sylvie is. Okay. Does um, somebody want to? Does somebody above table want to explain really quick who Sylvie is to our new our new cast member? Yeah, she a bitch. Moving on. Who did? Right. <laughs> she's like in a wheelchair and. I don't know. She, she got real dark and tried to fuck with her wheelchair at one point. She's a she's basically a mob boss, and mm. when as soon as we opened Troll Skull Manor, she came in low key, threatened us, and then we were like, mm, "You're kind of a loser." Yeah, she so. was she was like Elon demanding protection money for basic security yeah. features. Yeah, except she was just gonna take two factor authorization away from <laughs> Troll yeah, Skull. Yeah, unless we gave her eleven dollars. Um, but yeah, she's also magic. Yeah, facts. Okay, so Gareth, what uh what if anything are you going to do with this information or this scene unfurling in front of you? Obviously, neither of these figures has has noticed you're back there because you rolled so well on your stealth check. The the first thing I want to find out is will there be absolutely any benefit to me like using my sleeve as kind of a a mask/filter? I mean, I'm going to say masks work, no. bestie. This is fantasy. Just take this, is fan this is fantasy. N95. Fantasy COVID has not happened. Your N95 mask is useless. Vaccines are a myth. No. <laughs> By the way, we cut that out. 
We're not talking. I mean, he edits the show. He knows he's, he's not just saying that to hurt me. Now he's like, Alex is a nurse. Let's fuck with her. Neither Alex is. I get another kids. sound effect for that shit. You do not. You don't get to extort sound effects from me. That's not how this works. You, I do get to. You, you just made a dig. You know, I'm a healthcare professional, bestie. I, you're absolutely reaching. The short answer, Gareth, is no. Not okay. against whatever this is. Cool, 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 cool. Um. Oh, fuck me. Um. The the thing I'm most curious about is this old ass lady. Um. Yeah, because she's cool as shit. Yeah, because she's know. fucking rad. And like, part of me is like, oh, maybe she's a threat, and I should like try to cut the cord that connects her mask to her oxygen tank. Well, is be part friend. of you kind of in love with her like I am with Captain Yeah, Spencer. me too. You guys should replace me with her. Uh, you know what? On an, <laughs> emotional, on an emotional level, yes, but Gareth isn't super into gilfs. Um, I'm into gilfs. Yeah, that makes one of them. I'm begging us to move on past this part so I don't have to cut this whole thing out. Why would you cut out gilfs? I know. Yeah, I swear to God, Jess. Okay. Gary, what's happening? Um, a lot, dude. Fuck, give me a second. Something <laughs> about uh, guilt. He has a lot of emotions. So, okay, can I can I see if I can get another insight check to see if the answer the guy gave was satisfactory to the woman or if she is still going to kill him? I you don't have to roll for that. I think that's a fairly straightforward like progression of events. Um I think the hand holding the wand lowers um and actually as you're watching this gareth the green smoke is sort of actually already dissipating through this space um it's floating out of the it's floating out of the doorway bestie you smell like fennel in the air but it's 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 already dispersing and the winds moving over this harbor um and you're focused on other things so i don't think you have to roll for this at all um and there's a clicking hiss gareth as she as she pops this mask off her face um and looks down and says, um, yes, I thought you might have been one of the street urchins. A meager cog has no place among the glass domes in the citadel. Glass dome? Was she royalty or something? Ew, I immediately like her less. You have no idea. I mean, I, you know as much as I do, but I'm making this shit up as I go. Fair enough. You're so um, good at that. So the first thing is, as as soon as she takes off her mask, Gareth is going to carefully breathe again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. You know, not the big like, <clears throat> because I don't want to fucking rush my lungs with that shit. But uh, I want to stop holding my breath so I don't have sure. an explosive exhale that gives me an away, gives me away. Yeah, you could you could breathe. That's fine. Um, yeah, so it sounds like she's fully going to kill that guy. So do you save him or do you let him no, die? No, fuck no. <laughs> Why? All right. In fact, I think I might kill the other guy because he's the only one left. Oh, but shit. I, I forgot about the other guy. Yeah. How's what he doing? That. Like, he did, has he noticed yet? You know what? You know what? Let's make this simple. I think he's passed out. Fair enough. I like to picture him with, with like headphones listening to music, you know, like da, 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 where everything da, da, happens da, da, behind da, da, them. Da, da, and they, like they have no da, idea because they're just da, da, jamming. Da. Yeah, that's what maybe I Maybe mean. he's got like, maybe he's got like, uh, 
um what is it like when they have like noise canceling headphones because they like they get overwhelmed by sound really easily oh, so yeah. he's just got like noise canceling headphones on it's a reasonable anyway accommodation no gareth he's fully passed out like this this green smoke exploded and he wasn't paying attention and he took a big old lungful um so he is also lying on the ground completely unconscious i assume if i make my way over to him i will be immediately seen because there's no cover in the way accurate yes cool i'm gonna do a stealth roll anyway all right do it all right uh 11 plus 7 is 18 that's very good what do you want to do with it i'm going to kill him what yeah you're gonna kill the 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 guy at the door the unconscious man yes you're just gonna kick him in the head i was gonna slit his throat because that sounds more effective but i like where your head's at I all right, Gary, and I'm gonna step up. I'm gonna step above the table here. I, I mean, like, I if you don't want me to kill him, that's fine. But it kind of seems like these are gang members who are trying to kill us. So that's why I went to do that. I think there's a way to accomplish what you want to accomplish without actively killing a person who's unconscious. That is true, but they're unconscious after stealthily making their way towards Mel with a knife. So no, they're I'm bad. So... They're bad dudes. I'm fully in okay, agreement all right, with you there. All right, all right. You know what I mean. Wait, why can't we kill the unconscious dude? Because we're not allowed to be murder hobos, and it was announced day Who's one. And that's fine. Because day, only day male is allowed one, to kill bro. people. I don't think that's murder hobo-y. The he's only reason I'm not guy, allowed right? to, the only reason I'm not allowed to kill him is because he's unconscious. If he was still walking towards the door, there'd be no issue. Mm-hmm. Probably. Mm-hmm. All right, Gary, give me a, give me a clean take on it. Okay. Um, well, fuck, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. So hold on. I, I guess I'm just still hanging out and seeing how the situation progresses. All right, fair. Um, Garbage. You should have let him kill him. It's fine. We're moving on. We're moving I, on. I, I feel you I'm care more on. about this than either of us do, Diana. Uh, I'm going to move to where the action is, which is underwater. Uh, Tess. You feel the hand holding your hoof let go. Okay. In time to see this writhing mass of bodies and faces push up <clears throat> from the mud. What do you do? Um, can Tess Pikachu under the water? Pikachu? Would you like to Pikachu as a Is- cantrip or Pikachu as a first level spell? Tess, I don't know what the on. difference in those. Do you want to do the strong one or the medium one? What? I feel like I'm. I feel like can I'm I... offering spells on a menu at a restaurant. Yeah, yeah. I'm so confused. What? Do you, I didn't know there were two levels. There's thunder uh, clap and thunder wave, both of which oh, actually are okay. on Pikachu's okay. action list. I was gonna yeah. do thunder clap because I didn't know about thunder wave. You could do thunder clap. Uh, yeah, I was gonna do thunder clap. I don't really know what it does, but I think it's okay. Uh, I have to do a con saving throw, and I succeeded. Um, Wait, 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 wait. I don't know how well you succeeded, but no <laughs> I mean, way, they, Arnold. I mean, nice. I, I can because I'm in the I'm in there. I'm very close to you guys and I'm her friend. Um, I would like to do cutting words because I never get to use it. So hopefully yeah. she's more effective. That's Will you all. Tell okay. us what your cutting words are. Yes, um, actually. Please, I mean, that's yeah, yeah. No, I 100 percent like I will quote myself. It is. <laughs> Oh, 
that wasn't even aimed at me and I was devastated emotionally. <laughs> oh my God. I uh, may never recover. My therapist is going to hear about this. <laughs> These yeah. ghouls start weeping audibly. <laughs> uh, all right. So how much are they subtracting from their roll, Arnold? Um, It's just 1d6. You roll it, but it's your spell. Oh, let me stand. Okay. Got it. You got it. Oh God. Don't suck. Man, it was a three. All right. <sighs> Fuck. Fine. Uh, Jess, roll 1d6 for me, please. 1d6. <laughs> Fine. I have five. Five. Okay. Um, several of these creatures. So you uh, clap your hooves together and bubbled in this the front ones obviously back ones yeah like like fucking like a leprechaun <laughs> you know what yeah like dorothy like clicking her red no, heels no, together yeah. no alex stop it you i was gonna make like a joke home. first but i forgot her fucking name <laughs> cut that sucks to be sucks to be you it's like, 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 like dorothy everybody it's like dorothy like literally all of us said something related yeah, well i have to i have to cut it all now because it's garbage so gary might as well make the joke <laughs> go ahead go ahead gary guys, the one-liners like, guys it's like it's like dorothy from the wizard <laughs> of oz get it that was so good gary i'm gonna murder both of you all right like dorothy <laughs> from wizard of oz you click your heels together except instead of saying no there's no place like home there is a crushing concussive blast of thunder reverberating like a cannon shot through the bottom of this harbor <laughs> and you see this water which had previously been fairly clear if albeit a little dark um explode with mud and congealed blood and bits of fragmented bone as you blow a sizable portion of these writhing corpses into smithereens Yes. Oh, nice. Okay. Well, I think she's because it let go of her ankle, right? So I think she's gonna be Correct. like, yeah, she's swimming yeah, she's up right. towards Arnold and like also waving, like, "Hey, what's up? Do you see that?" <laughs> and then just kind of swimming. Oh, no. I just cast minor illusion oh, cool. to make a little sign that says like, "That was awesome." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, this like is Wiley also still holding the thumbs up, but it's just her hoof. <laughs> like. <laughs> um. Okay. I think the two of you break the surface of the harbor. Um, oh, yeah, I haven't breathed this entire episode. Yeah, you take a breath for the first time in an hour and a half. <laughs> um, and uh, Mel, you you feel Erstel Floxen uh, tense, and he points and say, ah, yes, see? I told you they would be just fine. Travis has done it yet again. Travis, you do always a good job every time. Ooh, Tell you what, Travis. when they're out of the water... I think we're we're hugging each other and like crying. Um, a long day. I think two <laughs> people. I think two people see this at the same time. I think Mel, you hear footsteps, and Gareth, you see this woman in the robes walk towards the front door, and she almost she gestures sharply at the wand, and it clicks and starts audibly humming. Uh, a very low register that I'm, I'm Bessie. I know you want it. I know you want it, but my mic will not pick it up. It's a hum. 
pick a better instance for me to make a sound effect. I'm not going to hum into the microphone. Yeah, no, that's boring. I think you should wait for something way more embarrassing. Exactly. Um, and she walks towards the door. Gareth, you see her raise this wand and point it at Erstel Floxen, who does currently have Mel wrapped around him. Mm, so she I would will, definitely also eat it, right? I will give you, Gareth, a surprise round to do something. I've saved you so many times. Just remember uh, that. Uh, I think what I will do is... Oh, I don't think I have the fucking precision for that. I was going to try and throw something at her hands to try and make her drop the wand. I love it. Yeah, fuck it, dude. Was that just range? What are you going to throw? Oh, there's like a bunch of detritus and shit. There's like gears and stuff in the cabinet. I'll just use one of those. Okay. Yeah, let's say there's a let's say there's a wrench on the nightstand like I described earlier. You're going to you're going to huck it at her hand. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Throw it. Uh, do I get is there like a range bonus on this wrench or do you're going to make it you're going to make a dex attack unless you can somehow convince me that you should get a bonus. Please. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know what's crazy is that did not work. Roll it, bitch. <laughs> Damn it. All right. So, whoop, try again. We got a ugh, a 10 plus 3 is 13. Oh, I'm dead. Wait, wait, wait. I'm out of the water. You said it. How close am I to him? You don't know that I'm throwing the wrench because I'm I, It doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. How close am I to him? I think you're, I mean, you did dive in after Tess. But I mean, was, I'm out of the water. Right? Yeah, yeah. No, you're above. I'm above you're, water. You're surface. You're not out of the water. But even I'm going to say above. you're, I'll, uh, let's say you're 40 feet away. Ha, right? I have to be 60 feet. I am excited to be out of the water. So excited that I let go a burst of inspiration. Just going, woohoo! Like, just like that. But it's enough magically within that 60 feet to give my friends <laughs> some inspiration. I love how mad Alex is right now. This is so good. It was a really tactical move to not reveal the range until after Alex told you how far you're away. Oh, good. You. I'm glad other people know how to play the game. Arnold, <laughs> roll a d6, and I'm Gary, sorry. you're going to add it to your roll. It's the only thing I get to do as a bard. And don't I mean, worry, it doesn't matter. It was a one. He <laughs> 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 got a 14, though. <laughs> You got a 14, though. That was so 14. Good. All right. 14 is a mixed success. Um, yes. So here's what I think happens. Uh, Gareth, I think you huck this wrench and you hit you hit this woman's hand holding the wand. But you don't hit it in time to pre prevent the spell. Ah. So Gareth, you throw this wrench and it hits this woman's wrist just after she clicks a button and a burst of green smoke explodes in a roiling bubble towards Mel and Erstel Floxen. As soon as the as soon as the smoke leaves her hand, Gareth, the the, the wand falls from her grasp. However, Mel. Erstel Floxen, who you are currently wrapped around Cobra Kai style, is going to make a dexterity saving throw. A dex throw, not a con throw for the poison? Oh, no, it is a con throw. Thank you. Sorry. Constitution saving throw. And he is <laughs> he's going to roll. 
He's going to roll a natural one. Damn. So does he just die? <laughs> so Arstel right? Floxen, I think Arstel Floxen turns around and goes, what is this? And then takes a huge inhale through his nose and mouth at the same time. <laughs> takes a fucking bong rip of all this poison gas. <laughs> <laughs> and the two of you go careening into the black water of the no! harbor. No! I do feel like Josh Pat would jump in now. Oh no. Josh Pat does jump in after you. You see that as you're falling. Josh Pat doesn't even wait for you to get in the water before he jumps in. We spent um, so much time getting Arnold and Tess out of the water. But they're not going to sink to the bottom per se. But I get will out. say the the only thing you see, Diana, is a writhing black shadow that looks like a serpent screaming towards the surface of the water towards you. And you see a hook-mouthed, fish-faced figure agape in fury as it swims towards you out of the black. I mean, it wasn't, like, in my top ten ways to die, but, (laughs) like, there's certainly worse ways to go. 